Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten. The podcast is sponsored by RedArmyBet.com. Check it out for the latest odds and offers. Some really good ones going into the new season. It's 1.30 in the morning and I've just arrived in Skopje, the capital of the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, or Macedonia. I'm not sure um, whether I'm getting this exactly right. I will soon be told because I am sat in an apartment with four people from uh, Skopje. Um, three of them are certainly Manchester United fans. Are you a United fan as well? Yeah. Yeah, okay, there's four, four, four United fans. And I've just um, taken a bus from Tirana, the capital of Albania, uh, over the mountains via Lake Orid, which is beautiful in Macedonia, or the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, I'm not quite sure, but I'll soon be told what to call it. And come into Skopje. It was supposed to take seven hours. We were searched at Albanian customs on the way out. It's taken almost ten hours. Met an American um, army officer on the bus who was very interesting. And we're here. We're getting reports that um, Skopje is good. The weather's good. The first impression of the United fans here has, has been positive. And it's clearly a, a big event. And it's the second time I've been here because two years ago I came. And the lads I'm with now met me, showed me around for a few hours before I flew back. And I never thought I'd be coming back, certainly not to see Manchester United here. And when I found out that the final was going to be here, I thought it'd be great if the team could win the Europa League and play for the lads. Because the proper United fans, they absolutely love the team. It's difficult for them to get to Old Trafford, difficult for visas, it's expensive. And their knowledge about everything, you know, they all know all about United fanzines all about the history of the club they've got a website about the club it was really really impressive so I'm delighted to be back here and even more delighted that at 1.20 in the morning they were waiting for me with a United flag at Scopier's bus station just introduce yourselves to the listeners of United We Stand and thanks for joining us I'm Philip Mishov I'm the owner of the website ManchesterIsMyHeaven.com uh, my name is also Philip <laughs> But different surname, uh, Ekonomov, and um, I'm a great supporter of Manchester United, and uh, also I'm supporting and helping Philip around around everything that's going on for the Super Cup in Skopje. I'm Martin Ekonomov, the brother of Philip Ekonomov, and I'm a big supporter of Manchester United also. Why do you lads support Manchester United? In oh. in and and I, let just correct me once and for all. How do I? Describe the name of your country. Oh, it's definitely Macedonia. Okay, but if I'm talking to a Greek person, yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. they will call it's not Macedonia, it's fire. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My first impression as a United fan was back in maybe late 90s with the travel. Yeah, definitely. But the first game I remember is uh, the one when Michael Owen, I think, they we played Liverpool and they scored a goal against us. I think it was Community Shield. Michael Owen scored against us, but I really like the passion of the Manchester United players they were showing against Liverpool. They were so determined to win the game, yeah, and then won me, yeah, yeah. That that was the turning point when I became Manchester United fan, and I really liked, in that time, I really liked David Beckham. He was my idol. I followed him through United and to England, and he was definitely my first favorite player. So you'd watch the games on TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the Premier League is always on Macedonian TVs. It's always on Macedonian TVs. And uh, United, in that time, was the most uh, streamed club on TV. Actually, now we don't have that in Macedonian TV, but we have on some of the Balkan TVs. We can watch United. I'm trying my first Macedonian beer here. They've not paid to sponsor this. They're called Skopsko. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, it's called by the capital of the town. Okay, yeah. so this is a, a beer from Skopje? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's produced in, in Skopje for, I don't know, maybe more than and 70, 80 years, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, They they, they just made their anniversary. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a long, longly produced in Skopje. And it's one of the most favorite uh, beers in, in Skopje. And it's produced from the same factory that it's produced uh, the Heineken beer. As well, that's it's distributing. So yeah, they they are some kind of sponsor to the event as well. <laughs> Tastes good after nine and a half hours on on a bus. I try and give listeners some idea of the geography. Um, to the north of here is Kosovo, um, and Serbia as well. And Serbia as well, and to the south is Greece. is Greece, yeah. and cities like Thessalonica. Yeah. Uh, my brother's just told me he's coming from Thessalonica tomorrow. Didn't even know he was coming. I think in fact both my, two of my brothers are coming. And to the left, um, I'm losing my bearings because it's too, very late, is Albania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And why did Skopje bid to host this city? Because there seems to be a lot of grandiose new buildings here, big public libraries, new stadiums. Are they vanity projects or why do you want the, the Europa Super Cup final in, in, in this city? Well, th- there was, a, there was a, a huge plan for expanding the the cultural um, surroundings and everything that, that is, that is uh, the, the imprint of Skopje, you know, it, and they, they wanted to build something newer and fresher and that, that will attract tourists and everything. And one of the, 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 the solutions to, to attract uh, tourism and, and tourists from all over the world was the Super Cup and they decided to, to rebuild and uh, do, do renovation and remodern the, the whole stadium that was one of the oldest stadiums in Macedonia. And, um, they did it well, actually, and that's why I think it was in the, in the, in our surroundings, you know, in the, from Albania, Serbia, or Bulgaria, or Greece. It was one of the only stadiums that was really close to what was the UEFA wanted to, for the Super Cup, and there was just a lot of uh, small things that they need to be done so that we can uh, get the the to be the candidate for the Super Cup and we won it. We, we know it two years ago and we were so happy about it and we always joked that United might somehow get to Skopje. Yeah. Then we saw the chance from the Europa yeah. League and we're, everybody was saying like, we don't know, we don't need Europa League, you know, it was like, yeah, hell we need it, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we're gonna see United in Skopje in Macedonia yeah, and we went, went crazy, we went crazy in, in May if we're from, uh, with, with the, the Ajax, uh, the, the finals and because we were more than 150 people gathered in one bar and it, it was it was crazy. There was beer all around, flying through the air and screaming and it was it was it was a it was a great party yeah. actually because yeah. we were so happy United's coming to Skopje and there's finally our dream will be fulfilled. Maybe not Old Trafford, but to see United play. I'll was... come and ask you about going to Old Trafford and how easy it is to to get over there. You mentioned Bulgaria. I forgot to mention Bulgaria. That is to on the, the right. That's on the right. And I'm flying back from there, and I know a lot of United fans. And there's a good United following here, two or three thousand, um, at least. Um, I think they're going to far outnumber the Real Madrid fans. A lot have come through Sofia because there are no de- direct flights to to Skopje, although there's a couple of charters. And I'm going back via Sofia. 
And I thought it'd be a good idea to contact Dimitar Berbatov because he lives in Sofia. And I tried for months to track him down because I didn't really know him. And in the end, like four days before, I needed to use the power of Patrice Evra. I said, Patrice, <laughs> can you have a word? Within nine minutes, Berbatov called me. And Patrice is clearly the man, isn't he? And Dimitar said, yep, yeah, I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to do the interview with you. And we had a really nice chat. And he said, uh, but I want you to bring for me a signed shirt of Lionel Messi. <laughs> okay, Dimitar, anything else, you know? He said, there's one other problem. I'm not going to be in Sofia when you come. So you're going to have to come again. So that's where I'm at with Dimitar Berbatov. I think he'll give us a, a good interview, but I think it'll require another flight. How difficult is it for you to get to Old Trafford from here because you're not part of the EU well Britain won't be soon either but t- tell us about the, the logistics well it's it. really difficult because we have to pay for a visa and it's uh, well it's expensive but it's not the, the biggest problem because uh, uh, we are not in UA and we have problems because uh, if we me and my brother as example we cannot go because they think us as immigrants right because we are family and it's a really big problem for us because it's like 200 300 euros for visa and it's in the chances are really low to, right. to give us a long process also and, and, like and six what, months and what, the money not refundable what's the average wage in this country well the average wage is 300 so it would be a month's wage yes. for a low chance a low and chance. a six months wait yes. for yeah. them to think that you're yeah. trying to be illegal yeah. immigrants we might get you might, might get one yeah, might. The chances are really, to, really. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that united have Playing in this city for you because yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this is uh, I can see you, good lads. I met you last time. I've corresponded with you. It yeah. just shouldn't be that hard to go and watch yeah. a game of football, should it? In yeah, this it's... in this day and age, but um, Macedonia would like to be in the European Union. Yes, yes. Um, but there are complications because Greece yeah. re- objects to the. In this country, the the, there's a problem. There's no diplomacy. Okay. Yeah. No diplomacy, definitely. And how are neighbor, um, relations with your neighbours, with Albania? If you had to give marks out of 10 for how good relations are, <laughs> Albania? Maybe four. 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 Bulgaria? No. Well, they're getting better. Definitely, they're okay. getting better. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So your mates with uh, Bulgaria yeah, now? Eight? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Macedonia yeah. signed a contract with Bulgaria now for good relations. Yeah. A few days ago, actually, days a few ago. days yeah. ago, and it's really good. But yeah. some of the people don't like that. Why? Because, because they think we're <clears throat> joining the Bulgarism. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Berbatovism. Yeah. A lot of the people don't religion. think that it's a good idea, That'd but that's called cool diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool it's, guy, Berbatov. Yeah. yeah. Um, Serbia. Yeah. yeah. Seven. 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 Six or seven. From yeah. all our neighbor, uh, neighboring Kosovo. countries. We stand good with Kosovo because we... we supported them. We supported them, but they don't. They don't like you the other way around. No. 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 Definitely. And all finally, the, neighboring the political countries. hot potato. <laughs> Greece. Greece. Minus one. Three. <laughs> Minus one. No, I think... I think uh, They're getting better. I'm just going to express my opinion. I think... It's getting better because there are signals that the the, the political situ- situation is is going forward. You know that there is um, a lot of involvement from our uh, our side and their side to to finally maybe 
um, you know, meet at the middle and find a, a proper solution for, for the problem. And it, it's a good, it's a positive sign. It may maybe not lead us anywhere, but at least for, for the past 10 years, we might actually going somewhere. Bulgaria is on a good stance. And then Serbia is, was, Serbia was always good from all our neighboring countries. Serbia was always the, the, the best okay. for the relations. Yes. And Albania, I think if it, it gets to the crucial point, Albania will support us. And yeah. since we we've yeah. always supported Albania and we had, we had, Actually, Macedonia supported all of the countries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are supporters of all of the countries. Yeah. Yeah. We're nice people. <laughs> I can yeah. see. I mean, you, you're very hospitable. Your English is superb. You, you taught in school. Yeah, yeah I taught in school. Yeah. Well, also, I t took some private lessons as well, yeah. uh, apart from school. Yeah. So, practices, practices as well. So, I went also to, to the US as, as a student for, okay. for two years in a row. Yeah, I, sp there. I speak fluent Macedonian, but my accent is from quite close to the border with Greece. So, <laughs> no. you might not understand me. I see, I see. So, I will spare people listening. <laughs> Yeah. In fact, I've been absolutely slated because with the last podcast we did was in Dublin last week mm -hmm. and I saw some uh, Sampdoria fans yeah. mm -hmm. and they couldn't really speak English. No? But they were, they were a very cool couple and she spoke more than him and he went everywhere with Sampdoria. So when I speak to people who don't speak good English, I either speak in their language, <laughs> which I, I like <laughs> to Spanish, um, or I speak very slowly and clearly. You have to, because otherwise, if I spoke with a strong Manchester accent, I went up to a Sampdoria fan in Dublin, <laughs> went, yeah, mate, who do you think's gonna win a game today? He's not gonna understand anything <laughs> that, that I've said. But of course, when you do that and people listening on the podcast, they yeah, say, yeah. whoa, why are you changing the way you speak? I, I meet people all the time around the world. You have to, you simply, to make yourself more, yeah, yeah, just more understood. Yeah. And, and as long as you, you can communicate so that's my defence for sounding like a knobhead uh, <laughs> with, the, with the very friendly Sampdoria fans last week tell me about the support of other football clubs in Macedonia are other English clubs popular? are Real Madrid popular? will there be an equivalent group <laughs> yeah. of Madrid fans like you guys? Um, is Macedonian football in any Mm. Ooh, that's shape. a weak point. <laughs> that's a weak point. But this is yeah. a famous month for Macedonian football yeah. because we got Real Madrid, Manchester United tomorrow, and uh, the Europa League qualifying draw, uh, Shkendia, which is a local team here, is playing against AC Milan in two weeks. And in three weeks, Vardar, the most supported Macedonian club in Macedonia, is playing Fenerbahce. Wow. So it's a big month for us. Football yeah. Game. Once in a lifetime, especially Real Madrid Manchester United, because I think Manchester United is the most supported club in Macedonia. Definitely. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 definitely. We uh Macedonia got supporters from Real Madrid yeah. and Liverpool. And Barcelona. And yeah. Barcelona. But United I think they're mo yeah. most supported. And do you have a Macedonian team as well? Which yeah, one, yeah. Which one do you prefer? Vardar. Vardar. Vardar is the most... from the capital. Vardar yes. is from the capital. It's called by the river. Ah, oh, the river. The Vardar. biggest, Vardar. The biggest river. The biggest river in Macedonia is Vardar and it's called by the river. So we can say now that uh, also when United won in May, uh, a few days after that, 
Vardar, the handball. Handball is sport in Europe. Yeah. yeah. So handball is popular here. Handball. Yeah. We are so European champions. Right. We won the the Champions League in handball right. with Vardar. Okay. So Vardar is European champions in so, handball. Which of the sports are you good at here? Uh, we are good at handball. Uh, the, the, the handball, yeah. Least. Handball the, is the number one sport in the country. We're good at volleyball, volleyball basketball, too. Basketball. We used to be good at basketball, yes. but football, football. We are not good at it football. It was never our thing. <laughs> we got like, I don't know. We got like a uh, few players who got used to playing in big leagues. Like we got Darko Panchev. Yeah. He he won the Golden Boot actually yeah, yeah. with with Red Star Belgrade. Yeah. He was very good. He was very good, and after that we got uh, Goran Pandev. Yeah. He used to play for Inter, for Lazio, Pandev, and he is now playing for Genova yeah. in Italy. Mourinho, yeah, yeah, he played for Mourinho. He played in the final for Mourinho against Bayern Munich. How many people live in this country? Uh, there are around 2 million people so in Macedonia. So it's very small, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and everything is in this town. Yeah. Macedonia is 2 million, Skopje is approximately... At the most, one million. Right. Like fifty percent of the country lives in this town, especially now. So, what have you lads done to help the United fans who've been who've been coming over? So, I got to know you two years ago, and yeah. I got to the United West End. We did some interview, and uh, I got contact to the forum with yeah. a lot of people from Manchester who were On the United we stand for yeah, 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 yeah. They were looking for help with accommodation yeah. in Skopje for the Super Cup. So we have local Red Devils who are uh, offering places to stay for all who will be without accommodation, without hotel because uh, because of the Super Cup the prices are going very up. Yeah. There are very high prices here because of that and our website manchesterismyheaven.com is organizing a big event due to prior to the match tomorrow and uh, we have uh, already maybe 10 people that we will settle to a few local Red Devils who yeah. will come tomorrow they they really have problems with their hotels or with the prices and you're one of them you will, you will get the chance to to know to know them you will get the chance to know us too yeah so you're doing all this, you're basically helping them all out. I, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. you're doing it for free. The, yeah, yeah. You, uh, I talked with uh, some of the Manchester United Supporters Trust. Yeah. They're supporting us. We got a few people from them coming mm. tomorrow. We already got a few people like David and Johnny Pennington. Yeah. And uh, Duncan Dresdo yeah. is supporting us. He did an announcement yeah. on his website. And also we got a great response on United We Stand. Yeah, United yeah. stand is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the people on the website, they, they go to all the games. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. help each other out. They're nice people. They're yeah. nice people there from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. Especially from Manchester. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of Manchester yeah. on there. There's a lot of you always ask, ask a serious question and they, they get to know the funny the funny thing in that. Yeah, yeah. There's some crazy people yeah. there as well. But you say like... Do you like to ask Bebert of something? Yeah. And they say, like, uh, how many women he has been with? <laughs> if, I, if I say on... I often say that I'm going to interview somebody on the United We Stand Forum and I'll, I'll, I'll put questions. I'll say, it's your chance to ask a question to, <laughs> to Ryan Giggs or Antonio Valencia. And I think I can use, like, 5% of the questions that are sent in because <laughs> if I ask some of the questions that are sent in, these people would never speak to me again. <laughs> But I think they all have a good laugh when they put them out there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they clearly yeah, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, how are you feeling about the the game? 
I think if Ronaldo doesn't play, we can win the game because Mourinho really likes trophies. I I was yeah yeah I'm I'm really surprised he he did like to win the trophy in the League Cup last year. He he's obsessed with trophies. Not even I, the I didn't the community yeah, shield. Yeah, the everything. community shield, everything. Yeah, he, I didn't expect that. Yeah, he's a collector, and especially this because he's playing against Real Madrid, and I think he was good with Madrid, but he didn't like Perez, and it was not the perfect special time for him there. And this is the perfect chance for him to to get some sort of an revenge for maybe against them, but. He really likes the trophies, and I think he will go for it. He will definitely go for it. Yep. Well, my opinion is this: it's going to be a narrow game, and um, if you if you ask me, you know, personally and, and and deeply, if I have to answer it, I would I would go for 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 penalties because that way we we had uh, extra time and more minutes to watch United. You know, it's not ninety minutes; <laughs> it yeah. will go longer and longer, and we can enjoy United from the stands. But so you you are saying this completely from a different perspective to me <laughs> because I have to work for like two hours after the game. <laughs> Don't the game. Worry. We'll get, you, we'll, get you, we'll get you straight up. No. All right, but at 7.30 in the morning on Thursday, I've got to be heading towards um, Sofia. I quite like having some sleep. And after the game in in Stockholm in May, I was in the mix zone um, doing my writing and waiting to speak to different players. I got home at 2 a.m. And if there was extra time here, that's going to be even later. And, well, that's why we're seeing it from different perspectives. Yeah. I completely understand where you're coming from, but ho- ho- hoping for for extra time and penalties is a bit of a risk. Wouldn't you just rather take a 4 nil with, like, oh. with, with four goals with from... With two arms. With oh. two arms. I'll take it with two arms. Four, four goals from Fellaini. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a harsh one. What have you made of um, United's transfer dealings? this summer Matic uh, Lindelof and, and Lukaku and, and are you optimistic about the season uh, ahead which starts on Saturday against West Ham the, the transfers were great we needed the, uh, the defensive midfielder player and Matic is great he has, he has the brain he has the he knows the Premier League Lindelof is I, I like him personally but I think he needs to adapt uh, Lukaku is a great striker he has the speed the strong the and he's the the complete striker, and uh, I think we need maybe a I don't know how's it do a winger. Yeah. Maybe we need. So a... they like um, Perisic, who's from yeah, definitely, definitely. So they signed a Croat. I can see a pattern here. A Serb. <laughs> the next country along <laughs> is Macedonia. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We need a Macedonia. Who's your best player at the moment? Best player. Best Macedonian. Best Macedonian. A Pandev, definitely. Pandev, yeah. yeah. uh, maybe, maybe one striker good, from. Good enough for Manchester United. No, uh, no. no. He's, but he's too old. Good, uh, talented player who's picking up now for his age is Nestorovsky. How old is he? Uh, 23, I think. No, 26. 26. 26. 26. 26. Yeah, yeah he's playing for Palermo. Okay. He is playing for Palermo and he's very good. I think he will go to a big club in so, Italy now. So the last striker who did very well at Palermo was uh, Dybala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not as good as Dybala. He's a different type of striker. He's like poacher. And he's the, definitely the last manager who did well for Palermo was um, Diego Simeone. Yeah. He was yeah. there, wasn't he? So yeah. how are you feeling about United this season? 
I'm feeling optimistic, but I think we need one more game changer. Okay. Yeah, Griezmann would be perfect. Would have been perfect. Griezmann, yeah. Yeah, I really like him. I really rate him, but because the UEFA ban... He was the main target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the main target, yeah. And he was perfect for Mourinho. Mourinho liked him a lot. He wanted to come? Yeah, he wanted to come. Yeah. But I think the ban changed everything. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, it did. And it changed the whole the transfer transfer policy for United this summer, I think. But if we get a player like... Uh, like Perisic is good, but he's definitely not a game changer for me. Yeah. He's good. He will How do you get do on with great. Croatia? Or do you not really have direct relations with Croatia? Uh, I have been to Croatia, yeah, yeah. actually. And it's a very nice, nice place to stay. They got uh, a few places. They're great with the sea for holiday. And I really like the place. Havar. Yeah. You've been to Havar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have been to Havar and uh, Bol on Brach. It's, it's a very beautiful island. Dubrovnik? Yeah, I have been across too. Split? Yeah. Split. split? Split? I once went on um, holiday with a girlfriend in 2006 to Split. I really, really hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll tell you why. Because we split in, in Split. <laughs> Three days into a three-week holiday, which was not ideal for either of us, and carried on the holiday, travelling like through uh, Mostar in Bosnia and places yeah, like that, because I was very respectful to her and I didn't want to <laughs> send her home. So I know that Split or Hadjuk had a great team in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they now have a great chance. Like Dinamo Zagreb is yeah. good now, but the football is Croatia is corrupted with. Uh, yeah. With the guy, the main guy in Croatian football is Mamic. Yeah. He he was the agent who sorted out he, the Modric transfer to Real Madrid. And now, from my Croatian friends, I used to know that uh, Modric changed his uh, his pitch before the law yeah. because of Mamic. Yeah. Oh, in I mean in Croatia, this... Croatia changed the opinion because of that of Modric. This, the, the Balkans, Macedonia is part of the Balkans, you would say that? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. So the, the Balkans, they produce fantastic sports, sportsmen and sports yes. ladies. I think you're quite tall a lot of you, aren't they? The basket, produces great basketball yeah, players, yeah. Definitely. produces great footballers, because the yeah. population isn't huge. Historically, um, the former Yugoslavia has produced incredible football teams. Most noticeably, I think, Red Star Belgrade. Yeah. They won the European Cup. <clears throat> yeah. You, want, you, you have been to the game, Partizan yeah. Belgrade. Yeah, where, I, I've where been there. I mean, I've been to Belgrade and I went to the, the derby a couple of years ago. I wrote a big 4,000 word piece on it. Um, I did lots of research when I was there, put lots of time into it. And um, Nemanja Vidic and Bojan Jordic, they helped me with contacts in Belgrade. So I had Red Star Belgrade players taking me around Belgrade, but I also had to be fair to partisan as well so I had partisan hooligans who, who were helping <laughs> yeah, with their yeah. side of things um, it, the, the, and Bojan's dad was one of the people I met and he, he played for Red Star as well and it's an area that has undoubted sporting talent the raw materials yeah. are there we can do the, much more the problem comes with with corruption and yeah, yeah, yeah. and also because uh, because of the balkanisation that Countries populations are small. The domestic yeah, leagues are less yeah. important. If you actually had a, a league here of the former Yugoslav yeah. 
that was idea between the countries. Big clubs, yeah, you know, yeah. The Zagreb clubs, the, split Belgrade. Yeah, yeah, Vardar, they're, they're, yeah, they're big clubs, definitely. But it, with big history, with big Red, history, yeah. Yeah, Red Star Belgrade, they won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, they have won the Champions League. That's big. That's very big. And do you know that? Do you know who Manchester United's first ever foreign player was? No. Outside of the British Isles. I really don't know. We're finishing off this pod- podcast now, but it it was. Nikola Jovanovic in 1980 and he was a Serb and he played for Red Star Belgrade and was probably better than any United players technically we also had sorry but we also had a Macedonian player in Manchester United who? he was Jovan Kirovsky he was US player spoke to him two weeks ago yeah, he lives he, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's Macedonian. He's yeah. Macedonian, but he never get the chance to play for really? United because of the work permit. Really, he never really got the work permit to play for Thank United. You. Yeah, he, went, he, he, he was went born in Macedonia. Dortmund, I think didn't. I never knew Karovsky. Yeah. You know Karovsky and Beckham sat together in Los Angeles yeah, yeah. three weeks ago. He's a director of Los Angeles yeah. or something like that now. I think. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's, he's a sporting director. Yeah, he's yeah, main yeah. man and. People speak. Um, He's Macedonian. Sp- speak very highly of him, and United, of course, have strong links historically with, with Red Star Belgrade because it was the the last game the Babes played. Mm. Um, they, were the, they were the finalists in the nineteen ninety one Super Cup, which is the only time that United had won it previously, and Red Star destroyed United at Old Trafford and and lost. <laughs> and uh, I was telling someone about this yesterday. Who knows Brian McClare very well and said McClare actually applauded when Savizovic, the Montenegro, was, was taken off. I hope that United do well and beat Real Madrid. Madrid are clearly better than United at the moment, but Mourinho, as we've all said, is a collector. He's a master at pulling off a result in, in one game. Yeah. Um, Finally, how much are you looking forward to seeing United? This will be this this will be the first time you've yeah, seen United. Yeah, this, this will be my first time. How I will get the chance to see United live? I really can't de- describe the feeling because it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. It really is once in a lifetime, and I don't know. I don't think I will be able to sleep uh, maybe tonight because of the game tomorrow. You, you, it, it is a big one. You're shaking as you tell me. I can see there's a lot of emotion in yeah, your voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel quite spoiled. And I grew, I grew up one mile from two miles from Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. I could walk there and <laughs> and did. And I see that you lads, you know, it's, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. I took a day off from work tomorrow so I can enjoy the full day to, to, to watch the Super Cup and yeah. enjoy with all to meet all the fans and and in the fan zone and everything. So. And the extra time that you saw. Yeah, and the extra yeah. time, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty excited because I think um, I strongly believe that this will not be my only chance to see United because they'll they'll have the chance to play in Champions League in Europe somewhere or my biggest wish to go to Old Trafford one day and I, I think I'll get there maybe not in 5 years maybe in 15 years but I'll get there but to see United like uh, 1 kilometer from, from, from my home or in my hometown to be honest I don't think this, this will ever happen again and to, to, to have the, the walking distance and to, 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 to be proud that my, my, my home country and my, my uh, city hosted the, the Super Cup where Manchester United came to play and I can see them, it's, it's beyond imaginable and I think it will never happen again. 
It's three minutes past two in the morning. I'm exhausted. I don't know whether you lads are. I will do another podcast from Scopie. I just thought when I started talking to these lads tonight that they were interesting, they were intelligent, and I thought it would be of interest to people listening to this probably ahead of the game. How are you feeling finally? Uh, really excited. I'm predicting 2-1 for Manchester United. Lukaku won, Martial won, and Benzema won. Really Do you want to predict anything else, like the teams? The weather? The weather is going to be good. It's too hot. <laughs> no, no, do you know tonight? if you ever do come to Manchester, it's like this all the time in Manchester. Really? It's like, yes, 40 degrees almost all every day. Really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time, all of you. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Until the next time, which will be in a couple of days, goodbye.